Welcome to Sausage on a Fork, a podcast dedicated to the UK's longest-running children's drama programme, Strange Hill. My name's Neil, and in each episode, I'll interview a former cast member about their life before, during, and after their time on the programme. So welcome to the next episode of Sausage on a Fork. It's the first one of 2022, and I'm very pleased to say I've also got my first character from the 1990s on Sausage on a Fork as well. Welcome to Sausage on a Fork, Charlie Parker Swift, who played Ian Hudson. Welcome, Charlie. Thank you, mate. Hello, hello. Okay, then, Charlie, what we'll do is we'll just uh, start as we start every episode and we'll just talk about, uh, you know, how you got into acting to start with. So, yeah, so how did it come? How did that acting start for you then? I used to go to Saturday classes. Um, the town where I'm from, there's a there's a, a little drama school. There's quite a few of us went there. Um, so from around that period, and um, it was always something I wanted to do. Always uh-huh. something I wanted to do. So I managed to to start going there, and they had an agency attached to it. Right. So they would send you out on auditions. And the first job I'd done was um, an inspector calls in the West End. Right. And then I think Grange Hill was probably about my second or my third job. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't get I didn't get the uh, the first Grange Hill audition I went for because I oh. actually went for um, Speedy for Tom in the Double Day again. Right. And um, yeah, I got a recall for that, but never got through. And in fact, they gave it to Ollie Elmadoro, uh-huh. and Ollie was two years above me at school, right. so I knew Ollie. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, because, like I said, it's quite a small town where we're from. So, yeah. But then they called me back in for Ian um, the following year. Uh-huh. And now when I'd gone to when I'd gone to the recall for, for Speedy, it was a massive audition. We were up at Elstree yeah. and there was loads of people there. So when I went for the recall for Ian, I was the only one there. And I thought I got the wrong day. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was nobody else there. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's really how I got started and everything. And yeah, yeah. So just just going back there, you just said about um, being in, in the West End and it's about the course. Did you did you get to work mm-hmm. with anyone, any names or anything like that um, when you were doing that? Um, I mean, Stephen Daldry was directing it, right? So uh, you know that was a, that was a good first one to uh-huh. to work with. Yeah. Um, and David Ross, who was one, of, uh, he was the groundskeeper on the Green Green Grass. He was playing the inspector, right? Um, yeah, but no, it was great. That's where I really got the bug. And it, it's funny, actually, because that was at the Garrick. And I love going past the Garrick Theatre to this day, just yeah. because it reminds me of it, you know? So, yeah. yeah, it was good. It was really, really yeah. good. And that was where I really caught the bug. Uh-huh. So then, so then obviously, you just mentioned about there moving on to, to Grange Hill and, and getting the part and stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was a really well-established programme then, because, I mean, you went in. Series 21 was, was your first series there. Yeah. So we're, we're talking late 90s, you know, 97 when you would have started filming. Mm-hmm. What was it like joining Grange Hill? What, what was it like for you? Uh, it, it was daunting to, to a certain extent. Uh-huh. But I hadn't watched it for a long time. I mean, my sisters were, were big fans. Right. Um, but by that point, there's a bit of an age gap between me and my elder sisters. So I've kind of sort of switched off of it um when they did so that would have been around justine and um danny dying uh-huh. that sort of era but you know so i'd, I'd caught it from 
from uh, you know the Ziggy Gunts from Rocky. My middle sister had the biggest crush on Alfred. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, but uh, I kind of stopped watching it at that point. But when you walk into the into the you know the mix of it, because obviously you start with the read throughs. Because uh-huh. the way we used to do it was we'd we'd always have the the we used to do it in blocks, so you'd have the block read through. And of course, there were still people where, like Stuart, who was Mr. Robson, was still there and things like that. So you, you know, you knew the faces. But it's just, it's, it's daunting to be sat in a room with, you know, 30, 40 other people and yeah. kind of in a circle and just kind of going, oh, this is kind of real now. Yeah. But no, I loved it. And I knew I'd love it from, from the minute I started. And I did. Yeah. And, and who were you really close to or who were sort of like your best friends on the programme? Rob Stewart, who's Matt. Yeah. Um, was Matt Singleton? With he's still my best mate to this day. Oh, is, fact, yeah. I spoke to him yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, he's uh, he's doing well. He's doing all right. He's actually in Sweden at the minute, but he's moving home next week. Right. Um, so he and I and uh, Jonathan, who was Cracker, we were the three of us were very close. Uh, Sam, who was Adam. Uh-huh. Um, in fact, I'm I'm really close with a lot of them. Close with Casey as well, and and um, Adam Sop, and you know the thing is, we were called kind of like a big family. Yeah, and it's even even to this day, I, I kind of class them all as sort of strange brothers and sisters. Yeah, um, <laughs> paths cross every now and again. Um, but like when I was, uh, I'd gone off to America for a while, and and obviously there was a, a few people out there, and still uh-huh. are. So I would see Peter Morton sort of on a weekly basis. And we're from the same town as well anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Pete and I used to play the bars music. We used to play music at the bars around Los Angeles. Oh, nice. which was, brilliant. Yeah. So, it was, yeah. So, yeah, I'm quite close with all of them still. Yeah. But, um, but Rob and I actually met at the Double Dare Gang auditions. Right. So when, when we had the big recall, I remember Rob being there and, and Charlie Mack, uh, Charlotte McDonough was there. Um, but Rob and I were the only ones that weren't from sort of a full-time drama school. So everybody was very kind of, you know, professional and all this course. We were, what, 11, 11 or 12? Right. So we were mucking about in the lift skin and struggling all sorts. <laughs> so that's, that's how we kind of met. And then when I, when I ended up coming onto the show, we remembered each other which is which is how we got talking because we yeah. remembered each other from the recall but yeah but no i still keep in touch with quite a few of them no that's really really good no i like i, I, love, I love hearing stories like that i love the fact that you're you know you're so close to, to so many of them from that yeah. time so was there anyone when you were there that you really enjoyed working with do you know uh, if you had any scenes or where you thought yeah i'm gonna get to work with them or anything like that lee lee corns who was mr hankin yeah because <laughs> Lee would have you in stitches. Yeah, like he's can, one of the funniest men you'll ever meet. <laughs> oh, yeah. And not a lot of people know about Lee's stand-up background because Lee, Lee was a stand-up comic for, right. for a long time and he used to compare, I think it was at the comic strip uh-huh. um, back in the 80s, which is yeah. why you see him pop up in Blackadder and, and in The Young Ones and all kinds of stuff yeah. like that. But Lee had always had you in stitches. So yeah. you always look forward to scenes with Lee. Uh, it's, that, that leads me very nicely on, onto this next question. You know, he was there as a teacher. What? How did you find the relationship between the the the, the adults and the children? Uh, perfect, absolutely brilliant. They were they were always lovely. I mean, I'm very close still with um, with Sally, Sally Gogan, right. who's Miss Carver. 
I had a bit of a I had a bit of a, a tough time at home growing yeah. up at, at the same sort of time. So when we weren't filming, I used to go and see Sally. I'd go and stay with Sally. So we right. were always very close. So the the teachers again, they were just kind of like family. Yeah, you know, they would always look out for you. You could always have a laugh with them, and and yeah, it, it was it was just a close knit unit. It always was. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was the beautiful thing about it. But I mean, thing is as well, it's not just with the cast. I mean, the crew as well, because we always kept the same crew uh-huh. when we were down at L Street for the most part. So even now we're still in touch. I mean, like, there's, uh, you know, a few of the crew that I still talk to frequently. Yeah. So, yeah, we were always just, and they used, you know, they used to look at us as their, their babies when you're coming in, you know, and they watch you grow up. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that, it was it was always perfect. I mean, we were always we always looked out for each other. Let, let's talk then about your, your storylines, your episodes. We'll talk about that now because it's fair to say Ian Hudson, when he first joined Green Hill, was horrible. I look at it and think, okay, yes, yeah, he's a bully, but he's also horrible, and it it, it, it he never seemed to have any reason to start bullying people other than he could. Do you know what I mean? There was, there was you know, like with some yeah. people, you think, oh, there's a bit of a background or that, but it was, he, he was horrible, wasn't he? He was, he was. He, he was the gerbil. Oh my God. Oh, I never yeah. That, that gerbil. I watched that the other day and I was like, no way did this go out on kids' telly at that. <laughs> traumatizing. Do you want to explain what that scene was, by the way, just for anyone who, who hasn't seen who hasn't seen it? Uh, yeah, there's, oh God, I haven't thought about that for ages. So. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a scene where Ian is tormenting Adam, and there's a, a classroom gerbil. I think it's in the science lab, uh-huh. and uh, I decide I'm going to suffocate the gerbil. I can't even remember what is it. I think it's something. I'm I'm trying to get him to confess to something he didn't do, or I'm going to suffocate. You know, Ian's yeah. going to suffocate this yeah. gerbil, and he ends up freaking out and picking up the jar and, and launching it at, at Ian, which is sort of the the comeback. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, just <laughs> I remember being terrified actually shooting that because Mark, who was the props guy, Marky Mark, um, they were sugar glass jars, right? But he was throwing them at me, and I had to duck out the way of them you know, <laughs> yeah. two, three or four times. And I was thinking, God, what if this is? <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was good. And Sam, Sam's funny. Sam will tell you to this day. He's convinced that the reason I got Ian was because Sam was the one that was cast first out of all of them in that year. Right. And um, Sam said they asked him what they what he thought of me and if I should get the job. But apparently he turned around and said, no, I don't like him. He scares me, which oh, is right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly. He'll tell you that's why. But yeah. So, yeah. but no, Sam but... and I, Sam and I still keep in touch. I mean, I spoke to him. Uh, when did I speak to Sam? Christmas Eve. I'm going to go see him next week. Right. But yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The thing I, I found about that that story was, you know, Ian had done all these things to uh, to Adam. And the one time Adam stood up to him, Ian brought his dad in. <laughs> like his dad came in, you know, and I just thought that that's typical, typical bully behaviour there. Like he doesn't like it when 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 something happens to him. But yeah, I mean, that that, that just, I think that summed up Ian's, Ian's early character. It like, did, well, like, yeah. He, he didn't I like it. The thing is, he was supposed to, Ian was supposed to be, a, I think, a bit more rough looking than he was uh-huh. because um, I remember 
when I first got the job, they had said to me, right, we're going to shave tram lines in your head and, and all this. Yeah. And they couldn't do it because my school wouldn't let them. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So the, the look of being was originally supposed to be a bit more rough. Right. Yeah. So in the end, they just shaved my head because I had longer hair at that point. So they just ended up shaving my head. But yeah, so he was he was supposed to be nasty from the outset. And that was all he was going to be was he was just going to be an out and out scumbag. Yeah. And then but then Series 22 came around and he seemed to be a little bit different. He didn't seem to have that that same kind of edge. I mean, there was always a side to him. Um, but, you know, the fact that he, him and Adam sort of tolerated each other a little bit more and, you know, you'd, you'd see them not always being nice to each other, but there certainly wasn't that horribleness as much. I think that's more down to, I don't think they knew what to do with us. Right. Um, as a year, because obviously when, we, when we'd come in, um, there was there was me and Sam and, and Franco and, and Michael and then Jade and Tilly. Well, Tilly had gone right. halfway through 21 because she went off to do the Wild House. She got um, a bigger or a similar sort of part on the Wild House and she wanted uh-huh. to do that, which is why she went. Um, and then they brought Danny in. They brought Danny Lee in for 22. But we only ended up doing three blocks of that series. Yeah. Um, uh, so we were only in the first... Hang on, there's the first 12 episodes here and there. And yeah, then you I, don't see us for the other two. Yeah, I noticed that the other day. And a, and a similar thing happened with your first series as well, Series 21. You don't seem to be around for the second half. Yeah, 20, 21 was slightly different because 21, it's all to do with licensing days. Because we were that bit younger, you're only licensed to work so many days uh, a year. right, okay. And it goes up with your agency. So, uh-huh. um for 21, because we were in quite heavy in that those first sort of three blocks, yeah, we used our, our working days. Uh, but 22, okay. 22 was a, a different one, really, because there was a change in producers. So Stephen Andrew produced 21, and I think maybe 19 and 20 as well. And he left on 21, and we, we had Diana Kyle come in. So the show was kind of on a bit of a revamp and was... Yeah, I'm just trying to think what happened in 22. 22, 22 was did, the football, you were captain of the football team. and Yeah, but I mean, in, in terms, of, we had that whole thing with St. Joseph's, but in terms of what the overall was for that series, because there was always sort of a focal point in the series. I think that was the, was that the Taylor year with the car accident? But anyway, so I think maybe that was why they were trying to focus on a, on a different area and they, they uh-huh. kind of didn't know what to do with us. Right, um, yeah. This year. So that's, yeah why we sort of took a, a more of a backseat. Yeah, the car crash, the car accident was um, Arnie and, and, and Kamara. It's Arnie and, and Colin. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, they were in the, uh, the, the, the car crash, yeah. So, yeah, because that, that was the thing where, as I say, Ian seemed a bit different. The fact that he was captain of the football team, obviously, he wasn't the same bully that he used to be. And No, because I was wondering about why he just disappeared a few of them just disappeared uh, and also because a lot of that I noticed was um, although Ian was there it was mainly sort of Ben and Franco we were like a lot of the the, the foot you know they're getting the, the Sophie back and all that it was mainly it was Ben wasn't it a lot more than, yeah. uh, than Ian like yeah well yeah, I mean the... Ben was the new character so uh-huh. obviously they were they were bringing some focus to that and um Franco, Franco used to play football, right? So 
Yeah. You know, and I, as much as I like playing football, I'm not particularly good at it. So, um, yeah, so I think that, that was more, more the reason behind that. And um, that was what kind of spelt the end for Jade as well, because after that point, you know, she, she kind of said, that's it. And I want to go off and do other things, which is why she yeah. left in 22. Right. Because they, you know, she, I remember she wasn't, there wasn't really anything for her to do. She spent most of the series on the sidelines cheering the boys on kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, and she's, she's a bloody good actress, even yeah. to this day, like she is so good and I can, I completely get it. Yeah. Even then she was good. So, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Sounds. Um, so just, just on that one with the cup, um, going back to that, as uh, you being a Spurs fan, what was it like yeah. getting uh, Lewis Bowen-Water? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've still I've still got the photo actually. I've still got the photo. Somebody give me a copy of it, um, of me, Franco, and Danny Lee and um, Louis Barmore. But uh, you know, the man spent most of his career at Fulham. The fact he was playing for Arsenal <laughs> at the time is neither here nor there. <laughs> but he was a nice guy. He couldn't speak a word of English, bless him. So his translator was there with him because right. he's just come over. I think he was about nineteen at that point. Uh-huh. But yeah, he was a nice fella. Nice yeah. fella. Cool. But you know, you say that about me being a Spurs fan. Ian couldn't make his bloody mind up yeah. <laughs> um, who he was because if you look at one point, I think in twenty three they've got me decked out in a Chelsea kit, right? <laughs> and then um, during twenty five, when I'm having a row with Deborah, I tell him I'm Church of West Ham. So Ian couldn't make his <laughs> make his mind up who he was. <laughs> so yeah, well, are. as long as you know, that's all that matters, like. <laughs> So then Series 23 comes around um, and that's when mm. Miss Fraser comes in. Um, oh, yeah. And all, that was all, fun. All the lads have got a thing for Miss Fraser. Um, yeah, bless her. And, and it's one of those typical lads things of, oh, yeah, she fancies me. And then there was that bet of who'll be first to get to get into her house, which luckily yeah. enough, <laughs> luckily enough, comes around with, with a, a sister being one of the pupils. Yeah. Katie. Yeah. So oh, was, mate. Yeah, because 23, 23 is the same one where Franco's leg gets broken. Yeah. So, yeah. So what had happened with that one was um, we'd had another new producer come in, Joe Ward, who who stayed with us until 25. And Joe was brilliant. Like, she was the loveliest lady on the planet. Right. But she didn't take any mess in. Uh, we were kids. And, you know, yeah. we, were, we were trouble when we wanted to be. So Franco, if I remember rightly, like Franco used to love to mess around, right? And so they wouldn't have it. And, and Franco was on a suspension for that one, which is why oh, right. he gets his leg broken because he was on suspension from the series at that point. And it wasn't for anything, you know, it was just stupid kid stuff, but it was just to try and instill some discipline in it. Yeah. Um, and they brought Emma who was Katie in, I think, to kind of redress the balance because we were just a, a year full of lads. Yeah. Um, but Joe had produced another series called See How They Run uh-huh. um, for the BBC, which was um, set in Australia, which is how she came across Jude, right. um, who was Miss Fraser. Uh-huh. So Joe had brought Jude in, and Jude was brilliant. I love Jude to pieces. Um she was she was so funny and just very, very bubbly, very just yeah. you know, but always up for a laugh. And Emma as well, bless her. She was she was lovely. Um, 
she didn't stick around with this long. The reason being is because I think her dad was a diplomat. Oh, nice. Um, was an Australian diplomat. And so they went back to Australia after um, the year, which is why she, why you continue to see Miss Fraser, but you don't see Katie anymore. Yeah. Uh, but no, that was, that was a great laugh. And I, I loved filming the boxing scene. The boxing scene. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. It was a lot of fun to do. But yeah. Yeah. So that, that's when Katie, uh, she kicks him in the face, kicks Ian in the face, doesn't she? And uh, She does. And he's out cold or pretending to be. Yeah. Until Miss Fraser comes in and he's just <laughs> not, that's it. I'm outside. You can stroke my head. Yeah, you can see that. Um, like, and, and he gives that little <laughs> smile, doesn't he? Like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he but... does. But, I mean, 23 for me was when it started getting good. Like, I mean, 21, 21 was a lot of fun and I enjoyed 21. 22, not so much because uh, it was a bit sporadic. Yeah. But 23 is when when I started, where at least I felt I started to develop a little bit in terms uh-huh. of acting and I started to, you know, kind of explore things a bit more. So I had a lot of fun with 23. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 23 was, was one of my favourites. We see that kind of softer side in 23 as well when on the it's the camping trip mm. when when they find the bones and, yeah. and they think it's a they think it, it could be a person so um, Ian and Adam stay to, while while the others go and tell try and find and tell the police and we had that see that softer side with Ian and Adam and, and Ian sort of saying to Adam he, you know he kind of respects him a, a little bit like well most of that was improvised because Ian was and it, Adam yeah? unfortunately didn't know their lives <laughs> oh, right okay <laughs> but we we kind of um... Yeah, we, yeah, Sam and I just just kind of winged that one, but because we knew each other well enough, we could. Yeah. Um. So yeah, most of that scene, the scene where he's, oh God, I think we were saying something like, "Well, you you never talk about it. You're not like your dad, or something like that." Because that's when that's when Mister Hawkins makes a reappearance. Yeah. And um. Yeah, Sam and I just kind of riffed on that one, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, it's great." So. Yeah, we did all right with that. That's cool. Like, and then obviously at the end of that series, Ian finally gets his kiss from uh, Miss Fraser when they were in the the fun day when they were doing the charity thing, the kisses for a pound or whatever, and she comes and gives him a kiss on the cheek. Which, <laughs> like, I, I work in a school, and I was thinking, yeah. there's no way, there's no way you do that. Do you know what I mean? I was like, wow. Ah, come on, it's two thousand. <laughs> it's a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, so then, okay, so we move on to the next series of Series 24. And mm-hmm. um, we don't see Ian until Episode 14. Yeah. Is there any, any particular reason for that? Yeah, um, <laughs> I was on suspension at that point. Oh, right, okay. So, um, what I'd ha- it was down to taxis. We used to, we used to get cars when we were underage, right? So. Right. You were you had to make your own way into the studios when you were sixteen, and then when you were younger, uh-huh. you know, you used to get cars in. Well, of course, we'd all stay at each other's houses, and you'd forget to tell them, so you'd have taxis going to places where you were. Oh, right, yeah, things like that. So they let Franco go, uh-huh. um, and Sam and I. I mean, Sam is a nightmare for getting up in the bloody morning. <laughs> right, like, you, you cannot get the man out of bed for love nor money. You know, so yeah, we'd stay at each other's houses and things like that, and and of course, then trying to get him up and go shit, like for work, you know, we've got to get out of bed and all this. 
to would be late and of course that costs money and you can't have that but your kids you know so yeah you make mistakes yeah. and so joe joe had said you know that's it yeah like you're done and i wrote them a very 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 groveling letter saying right. i am so incredibly sorry please don't please don't let yeah. me go i don't you know i will never do it again i will sort it all out and i did but that was my punishment is that i was only allowed into the last two blocks of the series right so yeah so all there right you go. that's okay. why okay it's not there for the first three blocks but sam yeah. left after that anyway sam sort of it, sam has always been more about music than he was about acting right okay um so I wasn't really, he was at the point where he just sort of said, you know, I don't really want to do this anymore. So he left uh-huh. um, at the end of 24. But by that point, they brought um, Amanda and Jess in. So uh-huh. you, uh, Leah and Shannon. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it was weird because I came in for those last two blocks and I, it was an odd, odd series. I can't even remember what we did to be fair for 24. Um, because I think we were just kind of slotting in. 24 yeah. was the whole Leah and Tom thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we weren't around for the for the first uh-huh. sort of beginning yeah, bits and of most, that, so. most of, I think most of your scenes, as you said, they're slotting in. You know, you're there in the classroom. You might join them with yeah. a bit of a chat, but there's nothing sort of focused um, around yeah. you. Um, certainly not the way Series 25 was, because Series 25, I think... Without being too fanboyish, I I think you 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 were brilliant in series in in series twenty five because you got you got to do a lot because yeah. with series twenty five and for anyone that hasn't you know never seen it um there's a character comes in called Mister Devil and he's like he's the he's the modern day Mister Bronson isn't he he's um mm-hmm. but but if it's possible he's probably a, he, he's a lot more evil than Mister Bronson. Um, He's slightly more unhinged. Yeah, yeah. Mr. But, Bronson, that uh, I think, as horrible as he was, seemed to have the kids' interests at heart. But Mr. Devil didn't, did he? Let's be honest. No, Mr. <laughs> Devil was all about power. But what a phenomenal actor Nick Tizard is. Yeah, he, and yeah, he he you see, and that's the thing as well. Twenty twenty five gave me the opportunity to kind of really sink my teeth into something and and go with it. Uh-huh. Um. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it because it did give me that opportunity. But a lot of it is down to who you're working with as well. And Nick Uh was just so good that it was so easy just to just to kind of, you know, carry the scenes off. And I'll let you into a little secret. Go on then. Um, The scene where Ian gets hit by Mr. Deverell. Yeah. We tried to do... We tried to do that about four or five times, and um, I couldn't sell it right. right. Like I was preempting it. Right. So I said to Nick at one point, I said, "Nick, do us a favor. I said, just one take. Just give us a slap." <laughs> and he just went. He went. Are you serious? I said, "Yeah." I said, "We make it look real." Go on. And he went, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Just, just do it." So that one you see is an actual slap. Right. And that's right. why you see my face come back like, oh, yeah, because it hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was good about it. And that's what I mean. We only did it, we only wow. did that once. 
and that was on my insistence because it, it just wouldn't have it, it didn't look right yeah because I, I was just like but I imagine that must be difficult to try and sell it there you go a little bit of a little bit of a tip of information actual proper slap in that scene um, but you know what 25 25 for me was just just fun all round because you have to look at the the context of it we we knew it was the end yeah uh, at 25 so basically to maybe from 23 through to 25 there'd been rumors going around yeah there'd been rumors going around that it was going to be our last series that 23 was going to be our last series then 24 was going to be our last series and and all this because the bbc was was changing a lot of things yeah but then that's why 25 is only 18 episodes long whereas the rest are all 20 uh-huh. because that was it yeah but we knew from the get-go that 25 was going to be the last. Uh-huh. And so, um, Shai Spencer, God rest him, I was devastated when he died. Um, he was our script editor. And Shai just used to come up with madcap ideas. <laughs> yeah. like, and when he knew it was the end, he was just like, right, that's it. That's all I need. Carp launch. I'm just going yeah. to make it as fun as I can. And he did. And then, um, I've said this on a, on a couple of forums. If you look at the, the scene um, with Cracker where he's um, being cornered in the scrapyard yeah. in series 25, well, the yeah. fella with the sunglasses, the heavy with the bald head, sticking him up against the car, well, that's Cy Spencer. Right, Because okay. he just wanted to be in it. All oh, right, so, okay. Yeah, we just had a lot yeah, of fun right. with, with 25. Yeah, because there was and, a lot of not necessarily loose ends being tied up, but things were getting put in place for characters. You know, like Ian was mm-hmm. joining the army, the Mr. Devil story. If people haven't watched it. I'm, I'm sorry to give away this spoiler, but it is over 20 years old. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it comes out that Mr. Devil isn't actually Mr. Devil, and he's took on the, the identity of another, of another teacher um, from another school, which just sounds mad. But as you say... I always say that about Grange Hill. It was real, but there was a lot of far-fetched plots in there as well. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, as well, But yeah, I, 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 I just like the way it, you could tell something was happening. When you watch it back, you can tell that people don't really know what's going to be happening um, because all, all these things are getting put in place, as I've already said about Ian joining the army. Let me tell you about the... The Breakfast Club episode. Oh, th- yeah. We I, can't not talk about I need, that. I need, that's, you know what? I need to talk about that. <laughs> I watched that the other day, the Breakfast Club episodes, and I looked at you and I thought, he's even dressed like John Bender. That was my <laughs> my my pick on that one. They wouldn't right. let me have the fingerless gloves. Right. Um, <laughs> but what had happened with that was Sai, we were sat in the we were sat in the bar, because you used to be able to eat in the bar, right? And right. all the more common wise jokes about BBC canteen food being crap are, are true. Right, okay. It's bloody awful. <laughs> so you'd eat in the bar because it was better than the canteen food. And I sat there one lunchtime with Sai and he just went, he said, I've got a bloody deadline. I've got a deadline and I need to get this script done. I can't think what the hell to do. He said, have you ever seen The Breakfast Club? I said, yeah. He said, I'll stop it. We'll do that. <laughs> so, I should, probably shouldn't say that, but uh, <laughs> copyright infringement and all that. So it it was it was tongue in cheek, you know, homage yeah. to it. So they let me pick the costume. I was like, well, we got to have the check shirt. We got, to. Yeah. and like I say, they drew the line at the fingerless gloves. But <laughs> so that was, um, you know, we knew full well going into it what it was supposed to be. Yeah. 
and that's what I mean. You know, 25, we did those kind of things because we thought, well, sub it, what are they going to do? Are they going to cancel us? They've cancelled us anyway. Yeah. No, and so we just had fun with it. I do like that, the fact that not only were you dressed as, as John Bender, the fact that you got up singing on the table and and that bit where you're trying to get Maddie back to back back to the room. It was Maddie, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was, trying, yeah. Trying to get Maddie back into the room. So you go off, banging on the lockers and all that. And I just thought, <laughs> how have they got away with basically a half-hour version of the Breakfast Club? But yeah, no, I did I, I did really enjoy that that one. Like That's a good episode. That's one of my favourites. So then so then there is the fire. There is the, mm-hmm. the explosion. Did you know at that point, was that it? By the way, was that just the end of Grange Hill? Or at that yeah. point, did you know that it was going to come back? No. Um, as far as we knew, that was the end. Right. That you know, and that it was it was literally going out with a bang. Yeah. Which is what the plan had been. Um, and then we'd started to hear rumors as we were filming uh sort of the last block. We started to hear whispers that, that Phil was interested in buying it back, that Phil Redmond was interested in in uh-huh. um, taking the rights i mean i don't want to bore you too much with this but the, the the politics of it was at the time is that we'd we'd had a new exec producer elaine sperber who was she'd come from disney right and she kind of didn't get it she didn't get the show right at all. yeah and there was there was a lot of other shows at the time like she wanted she thought micro uh microscope do you remember microscope i don't remember I that one no show called Microsoft um, that was on CBBC at the time. And she kind of thought that the show should be like that, more kind of, you know, wacky kind of comics. Uh-huh. Um, so she just didn't like the show. Right. And kind of made the recommendation to the BBC that it was time to kill it off. Um, but yeah, so, so then we started to hear, as I say, that whispers that Bill was interested in buying it but. And we had a we had a farewell Elstree party after the we you know we had the rap party for the series. Uh-huh. But I think God, my memory's a bit sketchy on this one. I think that was about three or four weeks after the rap party. We had a, a farewell Elstree party because it it had been confirmed that the show was going to go back when it was going up to Liverpool. Um, so everybody got together, and nobody knew who was going. Right. Um, Joe yeah. Ward had said to me at that party, she said to me, she said, I can't guarantee it 100%, but from what I understand, you will be going. Uh-huh. So I kind of had a, an inkling, but nothing was definite. Nobody knew who was who was being brought up to Liverpool and, and who yeah. wasn't. Right. Okay. And so that wasn't, I don't think I knew for definite until two weeks before the read group 26 wow yeah and and i was living up north at the time anyway so 25 i'd moved up north and i was commuting and i was commuting up and down and that that was hard work i mean some (laughs) days i used to get if i was working one day i would get the night bus right right so i would leave yorkshire at uh, i was living in yorkshire at the time i'd leave yorkshire at 10 o'clock at night get into victoria at six get the train up to Elstree, work, come back, get the train, uh, get the, the five o'clock bus and be back in Yorkshire at midnight. Blimey. Yeah. Wow. It was hard going. But yeah, so 26, yeah, that leads us on to 26. And yeah. um, 
And again, I didn't know until I got to the read through who had come up and who hadn't. Uh huh. Yeah. So, it, so 26 is when it, it moved to Liverpool, um, mm-hmm. which didn't sit right with a lot of people. But I think the fact that Phil Redmond had bought it back was like, well, we'll do it in Liverpool, <laughs> which is fair enough. So, yeah. So we find out then that Ian had left the army. And at first, he was quite sort of sketchy as why he'd been in the army, but left after a couple of months just because he didn't see the point of it, wasn't it, in the end? I think that was his aim. Yeah. Um, I mean, 20, 26, for me, 26 was finding its feet. Yeah. Nobody quite knew what it was going to be, because it, <laughs> strange little things. Pay attention to the um, to the background in 26. Right. I mean, Teachers was big at the time, and they had these things. So that was one of the things that the, the guys at Mersey thought might be fun to do so you've got some weird and wonderful stuff happening in the background of 26 right with okay. people jumping through windows all <laughs> weird stuff. right but that was the thing i mean it was a new show for for those guys and they they wanted to they wanted to kind of make it their own yeah um to, from from the show's point of view again it was sort of finding its feet nobody ever mentioned about what happened to anybody in no that that's the thing yeah it was like you, you don't know if people survived or if they didn't, unless they were on the programme and you think, yeah, okay, well, they must have survived, obviously, because they're there. But like you say, no one else no one else has mentioned the fact that Robson had got married, hadn't he? Yeah, but, and but Miss it, Carver was nowhere yeah, to be seen. <laughs> she wasn't there, yeah. Um, I mean, I think, to be perfectly honest, I think in an ideal world, if it would have been accepted, they would have just started again. Uh-huh. And I think really we were there more for continuity yeah yeah um and that's not to say that's necessarily a bad thing i'll tell you what bill bill always looked after me and bill and his wife alexis always both looked after me they were lovely to me uh-huh. um but it was it was phil's baby it was his first it was his first show and phil had always wanted it done in liverpool from, from yeah. day one and you know, now he had the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think 26 is really, you know, barring the, us guys that came from London, 20, uh, Series 26 is, is what he envisaged Series 1 to be. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, you know it was, I can't knock 26 or 27 for that matter. Um, but I mean, it was... We had a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on at that time, which didn't necessarily make it too fun for me, because nice. there was a, there was a lot of changes. Now, like I say, you know, I, I I'd grown up from being twelve years old, and by that point, when I when I hit Liverpool, I'm seventeen, uh-huh. you know, just about to turn eighteen, and these are the people I'd grown up with, and it was hard because it it was more like a job, right? Yeah, and it. The way I can describe it is it's kind of like a family getting divorced and all of a sudden you've got all these new stepbrothers and sisters. So it's, it, it, it was tough and there was, there was a lot of things happening yeah. at that time which just kind of threw everybody. I mean, like Laura died at that time. Laura Sadler died around that yeah. time. Um, yeah. And that was, that was horrific, bless her. Because yeah. if you'd ever met Laura, she was, she was the sweetest person you could ever wish to meet. She was just sunshine. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a really really tough one, um, and we lost June as well, around 
the same time as Laura. So to, to, just to explain who June was, June was our chaperone. She's Alison Bettle's mum. Yeah. Yeah. So Junie, Junie was like mum to all of us. Like uh-huh. she did no messing, nothing, but would she was the one that watched Obia and she would. She would have your back till the ends of the earth. She was uh-huh. lovely. And we lost her at the same time. She she died of cancer around the same time as as, as Laura died. And it was it wasn't the same. It just yeah. wasn't the same because she had been such a massive part and she'd come up to the pool with us at 26. Oh right. Wow. But yeah, so her and Sue, um, Sue Griffiths, the other chaperone, had come up um for 26. But Junie, Junie wasn't well on 26, and I knew she wasn't well. And I used to smoke back then. I was a I was a heavy smoker. And I remember being outside having a cigarette with June. Um, because obviously I was, you know, I was 18 at that point. And she had a really bad cough on really, really bad cough. And I I always used to mess around with it, like, you know, yeah. joke around and, and all that. And I said, Jesus, Junior, you want to you want to watch that? I don't want the next time to be seeing you at your funeral. And she snapped at me, and Junior had never snapped at me before. Wow, right. She she knew something something wasn't right, and she never made it back to 27. And that just I was yeah, yeah, I was in bits about that because again, like us, like I said to you earlier, I I didn't have the best time at home uh-huh. growing up, and in a lot of ways, this was the only family that yeah. I knew. Yeah, you know, so so Judy was kind of like my I don't know, kind of like a parent figure to me, and a moral compass as as a lot of them were. Yeah, and it just kind of. I didn't have that anymore. So it was, it was hard. It really, yeah. really was hard for me personally. And that's not to knock anybody up in Liverpool because they were, you know, they were, they were great. Um, but just for me on a personal level, it, it just wasn't the same. And plus you have to remember as well that um, by the time we got up there, it used to be that there was a large group of us that would, that were of a similar age. Yeah. So, you know, if you weren't filming scenes, you'd, you'd hang out with your friends. Yeah. By the time we got to Liverpool, there was me and Amanda. Right. And that was it. The rest were all chaperone. Uh-huh. So, you know, they'd be off in shooting and all that. And you'd just be sat there. And whereas, whereas at the BBC, we used to have our dressing rooms, you know, you had the big studios yeah. with the dressing rooms and all that. We just used to have to sit in the canteen because there wasn't the, the space at Mersey that there was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, and that I think got to Stuart as well, which is why Stuart went in twenty six, right? And um, because he just didn't have his own space. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it was it it was it was a tough one. Um, <laughs> one of the funny memories I have is getting to the read through, and they had the names up, and they had Hudson. Well, of course, Tom Hudson is sat in my seat. Tom Hudson who played Buzz. Yeah, and that was our first introduction. Was oh, me right. tapping him on the shoulder, going, "You're in my bloody seat." <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, but Tom and I, but Tom and I are, are, are close. Um, yeah, yeah. I ended up going out to his wedding in Antigua. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, no, Tom, Tom's brilliant. He's he's um, he's given the acting up now. He's uh, nice. he's done well for himself. So he's heading up Marvin's Magic. If you can right. believe it. Wow! So there you go. But yeah, so you know, 
26. We did have some laughs. We had some laughs, but the reason why um, Arnie left, Arnie Oteng, who was Calvin, yeah. he went at the end of 26 because he just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Um, you know, so you have that sort of thing going on. But I'll tell you a funny story. They used to have us in the hotels as well because that, right. that was that was a tough one because you'd be away from home all week and you'd be in uh-huh. a hotel room. Um, but the first place they had us, I think it was the Dev they had us in, the Devonshire Devonshire House Hotel. Yeah, Edge Lane. Yeah, yeah, I know the one. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> right. So the staff had told us about uh, a fire in there years ago and the right. supposed ghost they had in there called Emma Holt. Nice. Right. So Jalpa, who was an eco blesser, was, you know, a bit freaked out and all that. So Arnie thought in his infinite wisdom, wouldn't it be funny to get into a room? <laughs> so he did. He got in, we managed to get into a room and he steamed up the mirror and he writes on the mirror, Emma Holt lives, right? And she's out <laughs> at the studios filming. So obviously the steam goes down. Anyway, that night we're all sat in the hotel and then we just hear this blood curdling scream. Well, she turned the tap on and this writing over here now. And she came flying out the room like I've never seen anybody. Of course, we were in stitches. But that's that's Arnie. Arnie's the practical joker. Yeah. 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 He did have some laughs out there. Yeah. But, um, yeah you were there for 26 and 27. 27, mm-hmm. you know, you got the dark side of Ian retained a little bit with Nick. Yeah. Who obviously had his own sort of issues going on as well. And then there was obviously the first sort of, we, we the first sort of, Romance type thing for Ian in twenty six and twenty seven with with Shannon, you know he was coaching the, he coached he coached the girls footy team and and all that which which Shannon was a part of and then obviously you, you feuding with with Nick over Shannon wasn't there even though you, you you never sort of knew if Nick liked Shannon or not and then Shannon realised right at the end that she sort of uh, she wanted to be with Ian but by then. And and you know, in, in, in some of the best stories, it was too late as Ian was off uh, on, Ian was on the coach already. He was off on the coach going off to his summer football job as she ran alongside the coach. And now he turned up in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my words. Yeah. And I mean, Amanda and I have a, a good relationship, but it was just weird. Yeah. It was weird for the pair of us because uh, you just don't you don't think of each other like that. And me and Amanda have a very, very funny thing where we will bicker to this day. Right, okay. We bicker with each other. Anyone else bickers with the other one, the other one will jump in. Yeah. <laughs> and just be like, don't, don't do that. Yeah, like a brother, like a brother you know, and sister type thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But we will wind each other up to, to <laughs> right. you don't mean anything in it, but we'll wind each other up to the cows come home. So to, to kind of do that was just like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it's it's awkward. I'm not the the kind of guy you, you know, that's the, probably one of only two screen kisses I've ever had in 30. Right, okay. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, a, it's an awkward one. Maybe there's a couple more, I don't know. But yeah, so it's, it's it was a, a weird one. But again, a, a lot of it was down to dynamics. And Jess had gone by that point because Jess got into Lippa. Right. Um, so she'd gone off to Lippo. And again, she was more music. Uh-huh. So she's off. I don't know if you're familiar with her band, The Staves. Yeah, yeah, The Staves, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's Justin and her sisters. And um, yeah, I mean, 
it, again, I think they bought Tom and bought Tom and Sarah in. Um, and yeah, it. I, I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah, it, obviously you were, obviously just, you you had to leave then anyway because of your the age of your character. But you, it sounds like you were ready to leave as well at that point. Like, I mean, I was Matt Evans who who took over as script editor for Twenty Six should have been in in my opinion the producer for Twenty Seven because we didn't have a producer for Twenty Six. All oh, right, okay. Um, you know, so Matt was making a lot of the decisions, and Matt was a, a scriptwriter for Hollyoaks as well. But Matt was brilliant, yeah, absolutely brilliant. But then they brought in um, Cole Dolan, who uh, as producer for Twenty Seven. And uh, Carl and I didn't get along at all. Right, okay. Yeah, so that was that was kind of you know at that point I was just like, all right, yeah, we're done. But I at the same token. It was kind of self-preservationist of me as well. I kind of detached from it because I knew I was leaving and I didn't yeah. really want yeah. didn't really want to go. So I sort of kind of spent that entire in fact 27, 27 was just bloody awful in terms of you know, not necessarily in terms of story, but just just for me personally, because I knew the end was coming. Yeah. And it really I couldn't deal with the fact the end was coming. So I started to kind of try and distance myself more and more from it. To right. try and soften the blow a bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, twenty seven was was a bit of an unhappy one, but yeah, it was time, you know, it was time to go and and um, yeah, that's yeah, I mean, okay. like Judy used to, like Judy always said to us, nobody's bigger than the show, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing, and that's what you've got to remember with every job is that, that you know, no matter. How big you think you are, nobody is bigger than the show. Yeah. And the show will go on without you. Yeah. And so it did. Yeah. So then 91 episodes later, um, mm-hmm. you, you leave uh, Grange Hill and, you, you know, you, you acted in quite a few other things. What One of the things I was interested in was your appearance in EastEnders, where, yeah. <laughs> where your character was credited as Yob, and that's all it says. Yob. Just, just okay. Yob. Um. I, I, please don't take this the, the wrong way. Did you ever find yourself getting typecast in those sorts of roles? I did, yeah. But you know what? I know everyone says I'll typecast. I don't want to be typecast. I'm quite happy to be typecast. Yeah, no, that's... Working. Yeah. So, you know, if you could do a job and you could do a job, well, carry on doing it. Yeah. Um, but the job thing... All right. <laughs> so so that character, there's, there's an episode of EastEnders... Um, that solely centers around Alfie Moon trying to find a condom around London to sleep with Cat Slater. <laughs> and he manages to get one and then he runs into me and uh, who magically inflates it with helium and it goes off flying into <laughs> the distance. Because originally we were supposed to pull it over his head, but they, the BBC wouldn't let that happen because... Oh, uh, that's okay. It, they didn't want to give anybody ideas that it was a good idea to stick condoms over Because <laughs> yeah, no, one's, um, so no yeah. one's ever done that before. No no one's ever no. done that before. So, no, yeah. That would have, that everyone but, would have been a space, a space of condoms over people's heads. I, <laughs> I mean, if it was post-Watershed, maybe they could have got away with it. But, yeah. But no. So, yeah. So, that's that's the story with EastEnders. And what was I doing at the time? I was doing, I was doing something else. I think, I think you well. were still in Grangeal at the time. No, I wasn't. I'd left oh, at that right. point. And oh, I'll tell right. you why. Okay. Because I'd been out with Kevin Bishop and yeah. 
our friend Barry McNichol the night before because they were with me when I found out. So I was doing something with Barry. So we would have been doing Wall of Silence at the same time I, was, right. I got EastEnders. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So that was that. My most intriguing one, because I watched this a couple of years ago, was um, Over the Hill. Um, do you want to <laughs> explain? Do you want to explain about Over the Hill? Because I, I think, I just, and I, I, know, I know it's people just having a laugh. Um, but I, 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 I think the premise of it is, is really quite good. Um, but yeah, if you just want to explain <laughs> most of what it is. See, this is this is Pete and Aiden's brainchild because Peter and Aiden are thick as thieves, and they've uh-huh. always made little short films together. Like if you if you ever look at Pete and Aiden's Facebook pages, they have all these these films that they've made over the years. Yeah. Um. So Aiden, I I was living in Los Angeles. And Aiden and Peter were um, Arnie and Wayne. Arnie and Wayne. Yeah. 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 So, um. Pete and I were both living out there and Aiden had come out to visit and they'd come up with this idea for <laughs> Over the Hill and Over the Hill was supposed to be a, a, a spoof documentary about the two of them trying to trying to break the American market we just tried to make it as ridiculous as possible we were making it up as we went along yeah. you know but we had, we had some some funny people in it that we just knew from Los Angeles like Teddy uh, Teddy's Teddy's doing well for himself now. Actually, I think Teddy had an HBO special as a stand-up. But we knew Teddy from from just you know Los Angeles is a bit like that where you you meet people and some people just all of a sudden go through the roof. But we just had a lot of fun and you know Pete's playing the the campy scream queen sort of yeah. character <laughs> and Aiden's the the arrogant um, you know overinflated ego. And I was just there. I mean, just now having a laugh. Yeah, we could have sod it, you know, just do it while we could. Uh, but some of that stuff is just is just Los Angeles. Like there's a there's a shot in there of, of the guy with the long hair doing the the, the pull ups on the, uh-huh. the thing. Well, he just he was just there. <laughs> that was what he was doing. <laughs> we were just like, oh, get quick one of that. And like the people we were stopping, they had no idea. They're just random people in the street. Yeah. So. There's a bit where I remember the, the bit I remember most is stopping a couple of girls and you were trying to they were trying to, trying to make themselves out to be um, they'd been really big stars in England, hadn't they? And they'd been on a soap opera for I'll tell you what that was. That was that was an um, entertainment tonight news crew. Oh right. They, was, wow. they were they were they were <laughs> filming a segment outside the Chinese theatre in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Of course we went, oh, so I think go on, why not? We'll just go and <laughs> we'll go and have a word. <laughs> So you had Aiden there trying to pitch them, going, do you, do you want to interview me? I was, um, you know, I was a huge star in England and just stuff yeah. like that. It just, it was all tongue-in-cheek and we just meant it as a laugh, you know. As I said, I watched it a couple of years ago and I thought, you know, fair, fair play, like, um, I, 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 I did really enjoy that one. Like, um, Well, look, I mean, we, the, the idea was that we wanted to do take that as a proof of concept. We wanted to make a spoof kind of yeah. series featuring all the sort of other characters yeah of what they were doing just as a you know and just as like an office type yeah comedy but you know we we, we shot that one and um it it kind of just fizzled away i guess but you, know, you never say never no so so what do you do now then oh that's an interesting question i'm still <laughs> acting so yeah. um 
it's, it's just been a strange couple of years, you know, with the with the pandemic and everything. Yeah. But I've, I've um, just uh, I had, had an episode of Toasted Tinseltown. I don't know if you remember Toasted London. Yeah, yeah, Channel yeah. Channel 4 show with Matt Berry. Well, they've got a new series coming out on the BBC called Toasted Tinseltown. Right. Uh, where Toast goes off to try and break Hollywood. So I've got an episode of that, and that's coming out, I think, Wednesday? Tuesday? Is, Tuesday. Uh, is Matt Berry what you'd expect Matt Berry to be like? No. <laughs> no, you'd expect Matt to be very kind of loud and very... Yeah. <laughs> He's very, very quiet. Very quiet, man. Very right. reserved. But lovely, really good to work with, and, you know, yeah. nice guy. But just does his job, and yeah. Yeah. But very, very funny to, to do a scene with. You just yeah. kind of in, in desperately trying to hold it together. <laughs> um, and then I've got Star Wars coming out. I did an episode of Star Wars Andor. Oh, right. Um, yeah, so that's coming out on Disney Plus. I don't know when entirely, but um, I'll be out on Disney Plus. And what are you, I, can I ask, what are, you, what, what are you playing in there? Nope. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't tell you. Because, uh, yeah, you'd never, well, never fuck with the mouse. No, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's coming out next year. And then it's just, you know, I keep busy. I just try and keep busy as best I can. And uh, uh-huh. what else do I do? Oh, I've been, I've, put, I've got a little business where I um, do restorations. I do uh, video restorations. All right, cool. So, you know, people's home movies, the yeah. old city films, I, I upscale them and, and get them to, to uh, 1080 resolution or 4K resolution and then I up the frame rates and all that. So, I, you know, I, I did get into the production side as well. I've been producing. I've just produced a film with um, Vivica Fox. Yeah. So I've got another three looking at um, going for next year. I might hop over to Sundance in uh, uh-huh. a couple of weeks. But yeah, so that that's always on the back burner as well. And I, I spent a lot of time um, doing pr- production management as well. So I was doing factual for a while. So yeah. uh, murder shows and things like that. So I kind of flipped between both worlds, yeah. both sides. Oh, and yeah, keeps, that, keeps me out cool. of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're nearly at the end, uh, Charlie. Yeah. And I always ask the same few questions at the end. So thinking about your time on Grange Hill, Mm-hmm. So, other than Ian Hudson, who is your favourite mm-hmm. character on the show from any My time, any, any time period? Like Ziggy, Ziggy, Zappy yeah, George, yeah, <laughs> good, good. And then, same sort of vein. If you hadn't have played Ian, which other character would you have liked to have played? Obviously, you've already mentioned one that you went for an audition for, but from from my era, or any any, any any era at all. Any era, any era at all. Teacher or pupil? Teacher or pupil. I would have probably gone with Mr. Bronson. I would have yeah. loved the crap at Bronson. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I don't think I could have. You no, know, I don't think anyone could have done it justice the way that, that Michael did. But yeah, um, it's still such a great character. You just yeah. want to go at. There was a um, a thing doing the rounds on Twitter and Facebook yesterday um, from the BBC mm-hmm. archive. And it's from a documentary of Grange Hill, and you see Michael shared in the in the changing in the dressing room, turning into Mister Bronson, 
and it, it's weird <laughs> because although he looks exactly the same, and you watch the video, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. see the change happen. It's unbelievable, <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. So yeah, that's to be fair, that's quite a decent character to have picked. So why do you think then there's still that affection for Grange Hill there? Why is there people still talking about? I mean, it was such a big part of everybody's childhood, uh-huh. and I think I think that's the thing as well. And you, maybe maybe not so much by the time that you know. I got there, uh-huh. but it still was to a to a certain extent. But I think it's just it wasn't afraid. It wasn't afraid, especially in, in you know the the sort of Zamo era to, to kind of just yeah. go right. This is it, and I think that's what it lost towards the end. Yeah, is that it always treated the audience as equals mm-hmm. to start with, and when you're a kid, you just want to be an equal. Yeah. And it lost that towards the end. Yeah, it I, started treating the audience as kids instead as people. And that wasn't Kane Gills or Phil Redmond's fault. No, not at all. That was that was that was the change um, in audience uh, demographic. They wanted the CBBC was we, you know, the show was told CBBC is moving away from the teenage audience. Yeah, and your program needs to be aimed between seven and 11 yeah. ages. And that, that was why. Yeah. So it was nobody's fault. Yeah. No, so I, that, that's it. Like, as I say, you know, you, you, you've touched there about, you know, it wasn't a phrase. And even in like, what, two, what, what was 2001, 2002, you know, they were still doing storylines. Like, you know, there was the rape storyline wasn't there and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And then, so they weren't afraid. They were. They were still going for it. Like, and it is just a shame that CBBC made that decision. And a fair play to Phil Redmond's to go. You know. Oh yeah, but I mean, look at it. Look at it this way. As you said earlier, you couldn't get away with it. And well, there's one storyline that doesn't get much of a mention. And when you think about it, it's a really decent one. Is Evelyn? Evelyn getting pregnant? Yeah. By um. Oh, an, old, play. an old, yeah, older fella. Well, yeah, yeah. He turned out to be a teacher. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you couldn't do that now. No. I mean, I don't think even Waterley Road would have the balls to do that. No. So, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they were, they, were, uh, they were still going for it. And as I say, that was still, you know, 2001, 2002, wasn't it? You know, it was just, just a shame, as, you, as, we've, as we've said there, CBBC kind of made that decision like but but there we go well charlie it's been superb talking to you no, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure it's been mm. really good to have your input on it then and thank you so much for coming but listen on. i just want to say a massive massive thank you to everybody who's who's listening to this and who's still interested in it because you know it means a lot it really does yeah. mean a lot to to all of us that you guys uh, still have an interest in what we did Brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you so much. It's been great. Um, and for anyone listening, I will speak to you next time. Cheers. Bye bye. Pleasure's all mine. Bye bye.